Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. Today we have the second in our Getting to Know You Eurovision series with the second of our new co-hosts, Matty, who, uh, like him, is also based over in Canada. We had a great chat and we spoke about how Matty got into the Eurovision Song Contest. Ah, so Eurovision, right? Oh, good old Eurovision. So how, how did you get into it? Because you said you only started watching it last year. Yeah, so I've always had like this it started in 2012. I was dating someone and uh that was back in the day of streams, right? So you would download the sorry, you would download the torrents and then get a bunch of songs. I discovered this amazing song called Euphoria by Lorraine. Classic. And I was just like this song's amazing, sharing it with all my friends and my Irish friend was just like so that's like from Eurovision, I was just like, "What the fuck is Eurovision?" <laughs> so that wasn't actually the my, the start of my love of Eurovision. That was just kind of my my knowledge of it. Yeah, and I knew it was this thing that ABBA had done and Celine Dion had done, and like just all these. Well, you know, mainly those two primarily, <laughs> but the two that made yeah. it massive. Yeah, the the two winners that were the most substantial, I would say, in terms of influence later on. So in 2018, I got really into Toy and Fuego, and like uh, those were the only two songs that really caught me because I was just I would you know go and I would listen and be like, oh these songs are great, and like there were other great songs from 2018, but I don't know those two were the ones that really caught on with me. And Fuego is another one of my favorite songs now, just because how can you miss it? It's a good good Euro dance beat, and she was just yeah yeah fire. Ugh. But like 2019, I, I caught Arcade and then kind of drifted and didn't really get into it. And then last year, there was the trailer for Eurovision, the Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. And I remember it came on and I just look at my husband and I'm just like, this can't be. Like, this can't be a real thing. And they start doing the song and the, and like... I was just like, this is Eurovision. And he was just like, what? How do you know? And just like, it is, it is. It's going to be a Euro. <laughs> and he was just like, what's that? I was just like, I'm going to dig going to like really get into it because there's a pandemic. No one else was doing anything. So I did. And I got like super into Eurovision. And I didn't realize how into Eurovision I was before that until I watched the, um, the song along as like a, oh, a preview with him before. <laughs> and I was just like, that Conchita Worst. And he was just like, how do you know that? I'm just like, because my mom showed me a video of this years and years ago. My mom, the great Christian pastor who somehow knew more about the drag queen in Austria than I did at the time. <laughs> Anyways. So, <laughs> but like I went through it. I was just like, that's Bilal. That's Lorene. And I was just like, I know like half these people somehow just from being like aware of the universe. Maybe not the extended universe, but, you know, the core character. Yeah, so like Jesse Matador would have passed you by. Yeah, like I didn't get him, but I was just like, I recognize Lorene, of course, because I was just like, oh my fucking God. I and mean, like, how can you miss Netta at the end? She's just... I mean, to be fair, I don't think Jesse Matador's parents would notice Jesse Matador with his whole, yeah! <laughs> that's his entire input, and I think that's brilliant. That His entire input into that song along is him going, yeah! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, 
He was there though. They needed they needed a POC, so you know he, he was to... in the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time till the 2021 contest, and uh, James Newman got brought up, and we also spoke about uh, the seal from North Macedonia. Because you know James did so well. <laughs> Poor guy, that was not a zero point song. No. It, if it was scored on the quality of a song, yeah, but as it scored on, you know, what makes an impact on people, I can see yeah. how we got zero points. Yeah, it's a song that could have definitely benefited from being in the semifinals because it wouldn't have made it to the final. <laughs> well it probably honestly it probably wouldn't have. Yeah. But I feel like that second semifinal just was not up to the quality of the first semifinal. Like, you could have almost sent everyone from the first semifinal through, and I'd have been fine with it. Yeah. Maybe not North Macedonia. But, you know, they tried. Come on now. Oh, that that song was such a step down from last year. I love you. Case in... You can yeah. take that however you want to, of course. But like, <laughs> oh, that was such, it was such a fun song, and it was so good, and the video was fun, and he was short, like five foot nothing, and he's dancing with this lady who's twice his height and half as gay as him. So it's <laughs> it's just, oh, I was just like, I was so looking forward to it. It's just this big sappy love ballad, and I ugh. see, I like it because he came out and then he gave us a musical theater song. Yep. And I'm a musical theatre kid, so... Oh, of course. I think you have to be if you like Eurovision, right? That's, oh, yeah, that's it's one like of one the of the rules. <laughs> Look, let's be honest, I'm predictable. We started talking about musical theatre and the idea of a Eurovision musical. I don't think they should just do like a Eurovision musical on Broadway. Um, more, likely, more likely the West End. Yeah, but you I, know. I would definitely be okay with that i don't like jukebox yeah. musicals that's my least favorite musical I but agree. <laughs> a eurovision jukebox musical would sell it to me yeah as someone who's had to like write jukebox musicals in the past like they're fun but you, there's definitely issues when you're just like this song is supposed to represent this now it just <laughs> doesn't quite work <laughs> yeah but you have got those sort of like, like the songs like uh you uh, not you born from this year um here i stand they, they mm-hmm. would fill that role in a musical that you don't get from a, like pop songs. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of them that would do really well. Like uh, like you would start it out with Norway's Higher Ground by Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Yes. Like I'm just like that's the perfect song to start a Eurovision musical because it sounds Eurocentric. It sounds ah, oh, there's just so much. Matty shared with me one of his hobbies of random rankings, and we also discussed an artist who would like to represent the UK next year at Eurovision. So yeah, this is kind of like last year, it was around well after Eurovision would have started that I was just like, I'm just going to listen to the to the playlist. And I just listened from, put on Spotify, Eurovision 2020, and just listened and it was just like, I can, I can get the fuss. And then I did something where I, I do something at work called Random Rankings, where Every so often, I'll just take a random topic and then I'll just rank a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I've ranked all of the Eurovisions from 2021 all the way back to 2010. Yeah. And I've just ranked all of the songs in order with my own descriptions on them. And I was just like, this is this is what I do. This is what I've done. I have way too much time on my hands at work sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, 
it's good. It's fun. That's delightfully nerdy. Oh yeah, I love I love everything that's just ridiculous. And of course, as soon like there's some songs that you haven't quite fully discussed yet that I'm just like, oh man, this make a perfect DNQ file. <laughs> like Verona, Verona. I remember listening to it the first time. I was just like, how did this song not make it? It's so. And then I watched the presentation. I was just like, oh, I understand. <laughs> but ew, so good. One, one I want to do on the DNQ file in future is a Courtney Act's attempt to represent Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it isn't aren't the Frock Destroyers being considered next year? God, I hope not. And I love them. I love them, but I hope not. <laughs> There's uh, been a lot of uh, debate about the uh, UK Act for next year. Mm-hmm. Some uh, group calling themselves Nil Points UK have been telling anybody who will listen online that they have the winning song for next year. Um and they were like, we're going to release it at the end of August. And I'm like, well, you can't because that wouldn't be yeah. the rules. That would be released too early. And they call it the European Pop Competition. So I'm like, how serious are these guys being? But the song is garbage. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it's got lyrics understood in most languages around the world. Is it La La La? No, it's, it's worse. The one lyric is porno. Ah. Yeah. We're not scared of talking about the... Uh, contentious subjects so we discussed uh, belarus borders and also katrina from katrina on the waves uh, yeah does samson keeps tr- well now belarus can't enter fair banned for like five years or something they keep out the ebu yeah after they sent a political song this year mm-hmm. right so they're wait they're belarus is actually banned for the next five years or just that ban they're, they're they're kicked out of the ebu because because of not because of eurovision but because of their treatment of um, journalists. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And the yeah. fact that their state television is very dictator-led. But mm-hmm. the, the EBU have just been like, no, sling your hook, you're out. Well, you know, it's a good thing they're not a, such a massive part of Europe. Just yeah. geographically, they'll just have to block out that one section. It's reasons like that that they've got, like, the, uh, the map that they use during the uh, points is more kind of blurry around the edges now. <laughs> right. So it used to be very sort of defined edges. Oh, look, where's Turkey gone? It's just... Yeah. Oh, man. Like Ukraine and like uh, <laughs> the border with Russia, like where they <laughs> annex, like Crimea. Like, Yeah, imagine that. Oh, man. How do you like... That is a fine-ass needle to try to thread through. Yeah, just, like, they just completely just ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Or just a blurry border. It's okay. They'll sing Love Shine a Light again and make everything better. That's... Yeah. How sick of you are? How sick of how sick of that song are you? Just based on the fact that I hear that in UK they literally play that song like every Eurovision with different people. Um, I mean it's a good, it's a really good song, but I would like the UK to win again so we we don't have to keep <laughs> just rolling out poor old Katrina. <laughs> she doesn't want to be there anymore. She she must be sick of it every May. She's like, oh great, here I go again. In this segment, we stand a PPE king, and we also talk about dodgy vocals. So who do you think were like the biggest downgrades from last year, in terms of songs? Um, Georgia. I think he, I preferred his song in 2021. Yeah? yeah? I did. But also because, like, funny enough, you think North Macedonia was the more musical theater song. I argue Georgia was. Because that song is literally the definition of just 
park and bark. Just stand there, sing your heart out. And, you know, he tried. Blessed little soul. But I, I just, I, I'm not going to lie, I truly hated his song from 2020. I mean, it was cheesy, but it had it was a bit of an edge. And he just went to that, that really song, soft song that didn't go anywhere. I didn't care for it. It's very fair. Very fair. <laughs> but I did like the fact that he was always masked up at Eurovision. Wherever he went, it was yeah. a, way, a mask unlike anybody else. Yeah, he was the king of, you know. PPE. Safety. <laughs> You know what? It, it was good to have that kind of representation because I don't know. Everyone was just acting like it wasn't anything, and so to see someone there taking it as seriously as it should have been taken, just like power to you. I, I yeah. massively respect that. The only person who was maybe safer was Montang. That's just because oh, she wasn't yeah. even there. I I'm so gutted that Montaigne didn't make it to the final because I love right. that song. It was so I was so disappointed it didn't go through. I was just like it was it's a fantastic song and i was so worried after seeing her performance at that stadium in sydney mm-hmm. uh, for like pride in sydney and she was like pretty rough on the vocals and then the vocals for that live on tape were on point nailed it yeah she did great well that's the i don't feel like there was anyone oh wait no never mind I was going to be like, I thought everyone was was really good with their vocals. And then I just remembered back to some of the ones that I might have blocked out a little bit. But going into this, like I, I've started this little Eurovision cult at work where we just kind of like, we geek out and we just dive in and we're just like, we're going to just like go into this and we're going to like have so much fun. And my friend was so insistent that Lithuania was going to go far. So the moon is rare. The moon. Wait, was that Latvia or Lithuania? No, that was Latvia. Moon is rising. The roop. No, Li- Lithuania. Yeah. Lithuania is the roop. Moon is rising. Yes. Latvia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she balls up those vocals. Oh, I, I was just like, did something happen? Was she actually just that bad? Or she's like, oh I, man, I felt. I bad. think it's because it was hard to find a tune in that kind of right bit of the start. Like, where do you find a melody there? Yeah, I, I remember we were all just watching it together. I could just see her face being like. Oh. And then it just like slowly fell piece by piece, revealing more of her inner disappointment. She's like, oh no. And she wore green. And she wore green. green. Green's a cursed color in Eurovision, if you believe the, uh, the folklore. The, the one who got me this year was uh, Benny Cristo, because I was just like, I was so rooting for that song, and he got out there, oh. and I'm just like, that was rough. That was that I song as a, as a studio recording was great, but oh, live. So, such a banger. And oh, he man. was doing that weird thing at the end of every right? lyric. Oh my god. There was so much of that too. I was just that and the other person I felt really bad for was like, you know, Leslie Roy is amazing. She's not what I would consider a prized vocalist. No. Why do you have her on a treadmill? She's also not like <laughs> she's not she's not fifteen. She's just like she's someone I've looked up to since, you know, I was playing rock band back in the day. So she's been around for a little yeah. while. She looks amazing. She sounds great in recordings. Map is a beautiful song. But man, they didn't. They just, they wanted her to fail. They were just like, you are going to get out there and you are going to suck. Go for it. You are not bringing this back to Ireland. We're not ready yet. <laughs> right. The How 90s like... broke us. <laughs> well, they couldn't stop winning in the 90s. Our chat moved on to uh, Finland, New Metal, and Christian Rock. 
No, I, I like to say that Manskin was the second best rock song that came this year. Yeah. What was the other one? What I'm the- trying to think what the other song was, rock song was. Oh, Finland. Oh, of course. I was just like, I thought that song was freaking great. But I'm yeah, just like, was- I understand why this didn't win. But also, I wish it did. <laughs> it would have been great if it did. Because that was like, that was just like full on early noughties mm-hmm. brought back. Right? I'm just like, this is like, well... It's funny because back in that day, I was like listening to nothing but Christian music because that's my background. And like, there was like a bunch of Christian rock bands. So this reminded me where everyone else was just like, it reminds me of like corn or like this heavy. I'm just like, it reminds me of like those hardcore wannabe rockers from Christian <laughs> music times, like Pillar and POD. Oh my so God, just, POD. <laughs> right? And just like, ugh, I hate that that's where my mind goes. <laughs> So there we have it. We have a new team for Think About Eurovision. Still going to be me and Kim, but we now have Matty and Chrissy. So another Brit and another Canadian. I mean, Kim getting replaced. I hope not. Anyway, next time we'll be discussing the 1991 Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final. Until next time. Bye. La 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 la